FMX Network Production. It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Renthal Reaction Podcast. Motocross the nations. A little bit of silly season, but more of a reaction to the Team USA MXDN results. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at Renthal for making this happen. They got an inventory locator on their website. They got a bar bend fit tool uh, section on their website. They have uh, all of their championships they won. And, of course, they have products from the 7 8 bar to the fat bar, uh, twin wall bar, all of it at Renthal.com. And please check it out um, uh, if you can. Uh, the Factory Honda, Kawasaki. Red Bull KTM, many others. Canadian team as well. Maybe we'll dive into that. Uh, using Renthal out there. So thanks to the folks at Renthal for coming on board with us. All right. We had uh, Paul Parabinos in studio on the Pulp Show before the Motocross Nations. Of course, he's part of Team USA. And now we have him on the phone to uh, talk about the uh, reaction to the race. Uh, what's up, Paul? How are you, man? Yeah. What's up, Steve? Uh, I'm great. Back in California after being in France for a week and had a really good time. And uh, yeah, excited to chat about it. Yeah, it should be should be lots to get into when it comes to that race. Uh, first up, you 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 hadn't been there before, right? You weren't there in 2015, I don't think. No, no, oh. this is my first time to Erne. Yeah, unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, I I think it's really similar to St. John because I've been there before. Yeah, um, and it's almost like the it, it's just it's just such a cool facility and and. Um, it really leaves something to, to be desired with some of our facilities just in, in how the track is designed and how it's uh, put on a side of the hill and then another side of the hill is for the fans. Like I think we could do things like that in the U.S. with certain venues, maybe High Point or Ironman, but, but St. John and Erne are very similar in that way, and it just creates an atmosphere that really – um, you have to be there to to understand it, and um, it, it was just it makes you smile. It makes you feel like you're part of something huge. Um, it's just so cool to see so many hundreds of thousands of fans living life and having a great time. And and um, yeah, it was honestly just the an electric atmosphere all weekend. It was uh, it was so cool to be there. And they got to see Team France win. I mean, what's better than that, right? For those people, so um, that's pretty cool for those guys. Um, hey, before the show, I, I think we asked uh, before the race, you, you were asking me what I thought about USA, and I said, well, I think they could podium if everything went right, or, you know, they're somewhere around eighth place, uh, three to eight or whatever I said. And, yeah, uh, they were tied for fourth going into the last moto. Uh, not good motos for AP or Christian in the third moto, and they end up eighth overall. And honestly, Paul, like, I just shrug. Um, you know, is there a whole difference between sixth and eighth? Not really. Uh, they did have an outside shot at a podium. It didn't work out. Uh, we know all the obstacles for the team this year. We know all the the things going against them. And, yeah, like it is what it is. Uh, the guys rode well. They gave their effort. It, the things that we thought could go wrong, RJ crashing, Craig's lack of seat time, kind of affected the team. And we, and we get an eighth. Um, that's about all. Yeah, I can't get too outraged or too anything about that eighth, Paul. I, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, me either, because I know the effort that we all put in and we tried. We, we tried. Everybody on the team tried. Um, we did everything we could to provide an atmosphere for those riders to to succeed. Um, I think we did that. And um, yeah, I think they rode to their potential at times and, and, and not at others. And they would admit that as well. But um, it was a very tough atmosphere and track and situation to deal with. I mean, yeah, when you look on paper, for sure, before going there, we knew Fran the, France had the best team. Um, I mean, we know how good M Maxime and and Roman are at, in the GPS, and we know the we know the top speed at the GPS, right? And that's why we're always striving to 
to try to to get a, an Eli Tomac or a Chase Sexton because you know when they beat our guys here by thirty seconds, that's that's the difference, right? That's the level you have to be at to try to win. So. Um, yeah, but we put together the absolute best team we could put together. Um, I think going in, you know, France and Australia were, were on paper, the favorites and, and really that's kind of what happened there. Um, and yeah, USA was very much in the mix after two motos going to the third moto and we just had a real bad third moto AP and Christian just didn't ride great. It's simple as that. And, uh, and other teams did. Um, and, uh, but you know, that's the way it goes. And yeah, you know, for me, there's winning, there's getting a podium and then there's, none of else none of it else really matters right if, if we're <laughs> yeah, fourth yeah, if yeah. we're fourth, if we're fourth or eighth that's the same to me um but there was a shot to be on the podium after two motos you know we had to go out and and, and put in rides that were better than 16th to try to drop some of those worst scores that we had and um christian was involved in a first turn hiccup and uh ap just never got comfortable and i think he honestly just hit a bit of a wall uh from dealing with the weekend and the entire season um, I tell you one thing though, that the European fans loved Aaron Plessinger and he was, he was enjoying the moment and enjoying the weekend and giving the fans a lot to, um, a lot to appreciate and cheer for, which was really cool because, yeah. you know, without, without the USA, it's not just another MXGP, right? So, um, that was really cool to see. And, uh, and yeah, I'm proud of the effort. I'm proud of what our guys did. And, um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, eighth is eighth is all they can muster. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, you covered it right. Um, Let's uh, let's start with this uh, most impressive moto. RJ's second moto or AP's first moto? Both of those guys had something to, to be stoked on. Man, um, you know, I th- that's so tough because RJ was really passing a lot of guys, and he's and he's passing guys on a hilly track that have more horsepower than him, right? Yep. Um, and yeah, he just he really he rode good that moto, uh, but so did AP. Uh, first moto, I think. I, I, uh, yeah, first moto to me. That's. That's AP's uh, uh, ceiling to me. That's that's a good job, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was great, and he, and he was up to third at one point. You know, after two mm-hmm. little mistakes from Sewer and 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 Kenny, they ended up both getting him back. That was, you know, we were we were just cheering for him on the radio, trying to hope he could hold on to third. But um, those guys are ripping, and yeah, I would say those two are the standout motos uh, for, of our team. I think RJ rode really good on Saturday as well. Um, AP was decent on Saturday too. He just had a crash. Um, RJ had a crash on Saturday also. So, uh, that's, that's a tough one for me, I guess. Um, hard to say. I think it's, I think it's easy to overlook what RJ did coming from behind on a smaller bike, um, and, and only getting, and getting a 10th. And maybe it looks, it looks better that AP was up in the, up in the top three, but you know, AP's class is hard. Yeah. That is a tough, tough class. So, uh, I don't know. I, I would say they're both, they were both impressive. I just, I don't know which one's which. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the highlights I think for me, uh, watching team USA guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, 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 the Christian, I talked to Christian a little bit yesterday and he said, yeah, the third moto, we didn't have much to go right. Much energy. And, yeah. and, and also, um, you know, which is something that is to be kind of expected with no time, uh, racing and everything else because there's nothing like racing and then rj crashed uh both motos and the one we all talked about going in we're like rj could win or you know really challenge for the win in his class he's just got to stay on two wheels and he couldn't <laughs> so, yeah, you know? uh, and that and that was that was obvious after watching rj just e- even in free practice already on saturday i was like hey he has he can win his class he looked great <laughs> yeah. and um and yeah like uh it, it's just tough so like we tried very hard to pre-game and and pre-plan as much as we could going into the first moto as far as gate picks went and um uh i believe uh 
uh, France was first and they sent Vial and then Australia sent Hunter. And then I think Spain went after that and they sent Prado and he kind of went outside. And then I, I, I believe a couple other four fifties went outside mm-hmm. one other two fifty, And then it was, is RJ. We were giving RJ the next gate pick and he could have went gate one inside of Hunter mm-hmm. or, and he chose to go about gate six or seven. Um, and, and Yago Gertz, uh, lined up right next to him. 450 on the inside of him and i think you know that hurt so yeah, like, yeah. after after moto one we spoke about that and and just you know my opinion i gave to him i was like hey maybe maybe it would be smart to line up next to the 250s and try to beat those 250s off the line just you know mm-hmm. cut those guys off and that way you know it's better to have grass on your one side and a 250 on your left than it is to have a big 450 on both sides of you and that same kind of situation played out but he went down there and looked at gate one and he just didn't feel comfortable for it so, uh comfortable going down there so he again went i think around five six seven or so mm-hmm. i think he had fernandez line up right next to him so uh and then yeah he got it collected in the first turn and i don't know if he makes a different choice if he goes down or not he probably you know that's probably that's you, you, you we don't know if that's going to happen or not but um yeah. but I, I still feel like we addressed every every sort of situation we could and tried to strategically um yeah, make decisions to put our guys in best positions. And uh, it would have been great to not have RJ in the first turn pile up in that second moto, but it is what it is. And, and he wrote his balls off afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like we talked about before the show, like not necessarily giving the 250 guy the inside gate, uh, depending on who lines up where and all of that. Right. Um, but then once you start seeing M- uh, MX2 guys flooding the inside, you kind of got to go there. Uh, but ultimately, it's the rider's choice. So, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I can't force a guy right. to take a gate if he don't feel comfortable in gate one. Then yeah, he yeah. ain't going to get a good start <laughs> if he don't feel comfortable down there. He needs to believe it too, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was his decision, um, and yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 did their best, and and that's what we what we managed. Uh, Kiefer was in on the pulp show last night, and we talked a little bit about it with JT as well, and. I think we all kind of agreed that the bikes didn't look that good. I know they um, they put uh, RJ Shock on Craig's bike for the third moto, and uh, Kiefer said that AP went back down to the 48s, or maybe Christian did. Uh, there was a lot of stuff to try to get the bike more compliant, all the bikes more compliant. KTM's a stiff frame as it is. Um, I'm guessing like no one was super stoked on their bike setup? Um, I mean, yes and no. I didn't hear a ton. Uh, I, I would say RJ was pretty happy mm-hmm. with his bike. Um, I don't believe Christian started the weekend on 52s and went to 48s. I believe he was on a 48 all weekend. But okay. then again, I did. I was not in the Husky camp in between motos two and three when, when they did make bike changes to wow. Christian. I but, think you would have noticed if they changed but, clamps and everything else and all that. So, yeah. And, well, there's no way they would have had time to do that, no. honestly. Yeah. There, there was just, I mean, we couldn't even wash the bikes. There's there, the, the turnaround time is so quick if you're MX2 or mx3 or i'm sorry or open yeah but um but yeah i heard christian speaking to ramsey and and his team after the race it mm-hmm. was in our trailer and and he said make a make a big change based on whatever you guys think because i i don't know what direction to go like he doesn't have it <laughs> yeah he doesn't have any experience on this bike right yeah. and um i think i think you know i think we were optimistic going in that christian would ride those conditions well you know because he's always rode paula so well in these other places and i think if we have a christian that is racing all year long um, and has some of that data on this bike, I think we do get a much better Christian, but, but that wasn't the situation. We had a guy coming off the couch yeah. and I commend him for stepping up and raising his hand and putting himself in that atmosphere because I'm sure he's getting a lot of, of hate and shit on his social media, but 
he stood up when a lot of people didn't and he did his best and and mm-hmm. I'm not going to fault him for that but yeah he absolutely just just wasn't comfortable I think his bike was too stiff and it didn't sound like the changes made for Moto3 uh helped him much and right. yeah he, he he had arm pump as simple as that and so did AP and I mean I think AP's bike was much better than Christian's in my opinion um I thought it was pretty good I don't think the bike was a reason that uh it held him back from anything i mean he rode great in moto one i think when it got to moto three it was just him the weekend catching up with him and uh and just the track had changed uh massively between race one and race three and ap just didn't get comfortable he got arm pump and he had somebody on his ass the whole time and he just kind of went backwards now in talking to other pe- people in other t- countries and uh, european mechanics and riders did you get a sense that Ernay was prep differently than normal because i mean i was there for the for the race last to those nations and you know weather played a part in it it was really kind of hot there and the sun was out but uh it seemed hard pack and choppy and you know dry ruts and everything else and which i do not remember um about that uh did you get a sense that this was a different ernay uh maybe a little bit um but it was it was the same ernay Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like they prepped it the same. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of chatter that it was a, a French till job, right? Like it was just a very <laughs> shallow till. Um, but who knows what equipment they use? Who knows if it has uh, adjustability in, in the depth that they till it? But but yeah, I mean, I've seen, I watched that race obviously a lot mm-hmm. uh, from 2015, from the 2022 MXGP, and it did look deeper and tackier and wetter. But at the same time, there was no rain in the entire week or two leading up to the event. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hot. I wouldn't say it was hot, but the sun was out and it was 75 degrees, I would say, something like that. I don't know. We were on Celsius. I never even really looked. But it wasn't wasn't cool and it wasn't blistering hot. But it was, you know, Mm -hmm. you had a sweat going. It was was warm. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think that combined with the sun and, and the lack of time to to work on the track because keep in mind there was there was blue crew 65s and 85s and 125s and c finals and b finals and it, it was a little there was much. people on the track yeah much. there was there was people on the track the entire time so really the only thing that got groomed was the start straight and the mechanics straight away and then i think they groomed the liquid molly uphill one time mm-hmm. because everyone doing, was doing front flips at the top of it because the kicker was so bad so yeah it didn't get a lot of grooming and um yeah, maybe that maybe that helped the the, the French team, um, but honestly, I think the French nation, the French Federation, are are professional and and they were very welcoming to us as a team. Kind of, they have been all year, just willing to reach like they've been reaching out, willing to help us with with whatever we needed mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we were there and comfortable. So, um, no, I don't think it was anything um deliberate really i just oh uh, no i didn't mean that i just meant the way the the, yeah just not nothing deliberate just you know just different just different yeah yeah yeah, it was it was and it was different in a way that for sure the french guys wrote it well and it was a condition that our u.s guys were kind of like man where's the moisture so i I felt like a little bit like we've 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 done some u.s prep like what i saw at arnay where they kind of leave it alone and they don't touch it they throw a little bit of water on it like lakewood's not as tilled up and gnarly as it used to be and so we've had some experience on that kind of prep uh but not very much right um but you know what uh the french were the best team going in and like you said and and they did a good thing uh they had a good race and also like like i said like jet had that last to sixth ride uh spain had issues usa had issues um italy was 
actually pretty solid. They took home the third. But every kind of country but the French had an issue. And the the starts, the French guys, the worst start was Febra in Moto3, uh, which was like a tenth. Um, you know, like they, they, they didn't really put a wheel wrong all weekend long. And they won by 17 points, you know. Um, and so, yeah, they really had a nice, nice weekend for them. No, no sort of uh, issues at all. Vial was maybe the star of the weekend, uh, getting second on a, on a 250F. And, yeah, it went great. Yeah, I mean, no, no big hiccups for those guys, and and honestly, not a not a ton of hiccups for the other teams. To be honest with you, there were no, you know, I'm Spain had a Fernandez crashed out. Um, you know, we didn't have any like DNFs or or bike mm-hmm. failures, and Italy for sure had a very rough Saturday. I mean, they I, I don't know what their end up results were, but I knew Adamo was in the very back, and I yeah. and Ferrato was had a start device issue. He was trying to get his his button unlocked for half of the first lap yeah he was just i mean so those guys had a disastrous saturday so i would say they rebounded the biggest on sunday um and yeah france were were, were clean like they didn't have any issues and um they were just they were just better jet mm-hmm. jet kind of made that mistake all by himself um to go off through the in, in race one and then he rode awesome in race three to kind of to win the i guess the biggest moto right like that that mx one open moto was all the top guys and, mm-hmm. and jet rode jet rode awesome there so um yeah there wasn't really any big big things i think with any of the top teams um that held them back the french team was just better yeah. is, is the way i look at it right right um <clears throat> it blows me away too that rj and ap had never been to europe before like I'm like what? Yeah. Like really? Yeah. <laughs> and and Christian had only been once, I think, a few years ago. And yeah, you could tell they were, you know, it was a little different for them, especially before we got to the paddock and and the track, and we were all eating at Alpine Stars, and things was a little a little easier that way. And and bless everyone at Alpine Stars for keeping everybody fed because oh, they're, they're a they're, huge. They're the best, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like thank you. I just want to say it because uh, I, all of us on Team USA had breakfast, lunch, and dinner there on on friday saturday sunday and it's a huge 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 uh help for for our team and and uh but yeah like on our thursday night team dinner it was a it was at a french restaurant in laval near our hotel and and it was different you could tell those guys were um yeah not not diving head first into some of the cuisine that, w- that we were having so um but I think it was okay, and and yeah, everyone did their best as far as jet lag and and getting sleep, and um, yeah, Christina Dini did a great job getting us a nice hotel that everyone was comfortable. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, they uh, you know not every American travels well. Um, I think they did okay, but uh, but yeah, there was definitely a little less uh, worldly experience mm-hmm. in this team, I'd say, than maybe some others that uh, some other Americans, yeah. Look, Ken Rockton didn't win a moto, but he won the overall in the MXGP. And, uh, you know, I talked to Peyton, his practice bike guy, and, like, it was a loose effort. Like, they didn't ship a bike. They bought parts and bolted it on. And, like, just, yeah, we gave Kenny props last night. Like, good job, Ken Rockson. We kind of – he didn't have a really good Red Bud 2018. But other than that, his motocross the nation's uh, results are phenomenal. And I think he showed something again, you know. Good job, Kenny Rockson. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was so cool that he he ripped. Uh, he rode so good, and um, and those guys worked hard. Like I was, I was talking to Souls and and um, uh, you know, uh, Dave Die, Dave Die, mm-hmm. Dave Die, and yeah, they're building engines and putting putting all their parts in a in a rolling chassis that showed up from them, and it was it was definitely not the nicest setup, not the nicest rig by mm-hmm. any means, but um. But yeah, he uh, he whole shot at the last moto even. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, dude, the guy rode so good, 
And, and yeah, for sure he has some GP experience, but, um, but I think it's more, a, a more of a tip of a cap to what sort of rider and talent Kenny is and how he can adapt and, and just always be kind of at that worldly level if he is healthy. If, yeah. You know, he, he maybe can't do it 17 weeks and 19 weekends indoors, right? but he can bring it, uh, when he yes, needs to, he or sure when, can. you know, when there's motivation or whatever, um, and all of that. Uh, best rider all weekend. Is it Jet Lawrence? Is it Prado? Is it Vial? Like, is there, was it Kenny? Is there just one guy that really opened your eyes or impressed you? Any country? Um, I think it was, I think it was Prado a bit for me. I mean, he was, he's, he's just, I would say he was the most consistent through the weekend. Um, he does maybe lack a little bit at the end of the motos that maybe some of his competitors have, but mm-hmm. I also thought, uh, Renault was fabulous and he considering the year he's had, it hasn't been great. He was, he was good. I mean, he won his qualifier. He mm-hmm. won a moto. Uh, he won his class. I thought Renault was, uh, was very impressive and, and going in, I think Tom Vial backed up what I thought I would see out of him. I thought he would be the strongest guy in the French team or at mm-hmm. least one of the, one of the, you know, the key players. And, and they ended up still throwing away one of his mo one of his motos, one of his scores, but, but he got second on a 250F in that race too. And that was, uh, he was, he was damn good all weekend. So, um, yeah, Vial impressed me and that was on his U.S. bike too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, hey, so when I went in 03 and we lost, we got second, uh, it was basically a morgue back in the pits. Like uh, It was a one-moto format, and Dan Bentley was pissed off, and Kehoe was pissed off, and Ricky and Rhino and Brooks, everybody was pissed off, and Timmy's bike ran like shit because the temperature dropped, so the thing was popping. and It was just like, I was just, after the race, I was like, wow, this sucks. Like, no one, everyone's so mad. Everyone's so bummed out. Uh, you know, it is what it is. We got second. Like I had a better attitude where I'm like, huh, what are you going to do? These guys, they, they all, you know, Everett's rode great. Right. Um, yeah. And Strybos and Ramon were on the team in Belgium. Anyways, what was the mood like after like eighth place? Uh, again, everyone likes RJ, Aaron and Christian. They're good dudes. Um, you know, they tried it. Like you said, at the beginning of this pod, they laid it out there. They, they put their hands up. What was the mood like after? Honestly, it was it was not that bad. Okay. Um, I think the riders were a bit down, but but everyone within the team, um, like I like I said earlier in the podcast, fourth or thirtieth, it's all the same. Okay. And we yeah, missed yeah. the goal of I would say the goal everyone was shooting for after Moto Two was was a podium, and mm-hmm. I thought it was in within within reach for sure. So when it didn't happen, um, yeah, and we didn't really have big crashes or, or mechanicals or anything, you know, it's it, it is what it is. Like it's. Uh, yeah, I, again, I, I, I don't think anybody was really down. Of mm-hmm. course, we wanted to be better, but if it's not third, um, if it's fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever, it's all the, it's all the same kind sure. of to me. And I think I think everyone else felt the same way. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was there was no issues. It was, you know, I, I, I want to say again, thanks to the KTM guys, too, as well, because we didn't have a single mechanical or mapping or any, any type of issue. And I think that was a big advantage in having, you know, all those, all that, all the data that comes from the European counterparts of those teams and, mm-hmm. and mapping and fuel, everything was fine from the get go. We didn't struggle to go through sound or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yep. you know, we really had an organized good effort and um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's what we came out with. So um, no, the, the, the mood I think was, was fine. I think um, every, nobody was really down in the dumps, and uh, because we all know that we really we did our best. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, right? Uh, you yourself, pretty busy all weekend, I guess. Pretty wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of busier than I than I thought. I mean, um, Friday I spent a lot of time kind of checking my Renthal tasks off the mm-hmm. off the board. Right, I had a lot of meetings, a lot of contracts are coming to term, and I, and I haven't seen a lot of these teams all year. I didn't make it to an MXGP this year, so uh, it was really nice to catch up with all my GP teams, and and they're all they're just they're all such a great group of guys over there, and 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 teams and they're all very thankful for support and and honestly it's a bit different than than sometimes the vibe you get in the US um which is honestly as a sponsor it's it's appreciative to to feel like you're welcome in everyone's rig everyone's mm-hmm. offering you food and coffees and come sit down have a beer and they're so thankful for the support so that really helps mm-hmm. And it makes you feel makes you feel good. And then uh, and then, yeah, all weekend, really, I was I just tried to be another communicator on the team and and communicate with the mechanics and the crew chiefs and the riders and keep everybody on time and on schedule and relaxed and and keep the vibe you know, happy and upfront and just be another set of eyes that is seeing things and relaying information to riders and and trying to create an atmosphere that is easy for those guys to succeed in because again they're on in foreign soil they're not in their in their semis that they're used to being in and getting their naps that they used to get you know Mm -hmm. it is um we we tried to create an environment that would let the riders have some quiet time and you know we had two filmers all day long we were reviewing tape after every session um doc g was in there you know rubbing guys down and and taking care of you know the little nagging injuries and the arm pump and all those things and um we really i thought I thought provided a, a platform um, that would provide no excuses for the riders, and I think they were all very comfortable all weekend. So that's kind of what I'm most proud of. And and yeah, it was my first European trip with Team USA, mm-hmm. and and um, and yeah, Mike Pelletier and Christina and and Mike's boss uh, Rob Dingham Dingman was also very uh, was very kind of pleased and appreciative of the effort. Um, that we everyone on Team USA put forward and kind of like the 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 compound that we created, um, it was comfortable. I think everybody, not just the riders, all of our guests were comfortable, um, which is not something that's been um, been the case in the past. So, um, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was good, really good in that week in, in that respect. And and I tell you, I'm learning I'm learning a lot too, um, just in the new relationships I'm forming with Mike and Christina and and others within the AMA and Thule and Jeff Canfield and Big John and. And learning a lot about how um, how important this race is to to our sport in general, like just hearing about a lot of the meetings that take place all week that Mike had and Rob had with um, with their counterparts in Europe and and what they're working on, um, you know, going forward with our sport and, and the alignment that that's happening. And, and there's a lot of things in the works and a lot of ideas. And, and, you know, I've, I've taken the position in the past that, you know, I've almost said, Hey, if we can't send a great team that we shouldn't even go and, and I'm done with that position, we need to be there every single year. And it's very important for the U S to attend this race. And, um, and it's important to, to connect with, um, with all those European kind of sanctioning bodies every year. And, and it's exciting. Some of the cool things that are being talked about and, uh, and yeah, our participation in that event is much, much greater than, than I ever realized. And, and the amount of money that AMA is spending to do it is greater than everyone realizes. I promise you that. So, um, yeah, and all that, I, I, I really think, uh, it's exciting times what's happening. And, and, and I'm proud of the, the effort that, that people are seeing team USA put in. And I hope I'm, I'm part of improving that. And, uh, I think it, it can just get better. Uh, yeah, well said. I got some thoughts on in front, uh, but we'll we can move on. Uh, it, it, listen, <laughs> it, it could be worse. You could be Team Canada. 
you know, with a ping pong ball. Wow. Yeah. Such a, such a bad weekend Ugh. for those guys. I mean, literally, literally it started with that ping pong ball. It started and, with, no, and, it started on Tuesday when two of the riders ruined themselves on the same jump practicing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. 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 They just destroyed themselves on Tuesday and then, and then it went to the ping pong ball and then, Oh, I mean, Dylan crashed, Dylan had. crashed every time he hit the track multiple times, you know, he crashed three times in the B final. I, I, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel mm-hmm. for those guys. They literally had everything go wrong and they were working on bikes all weekend. And, 40, 46 and, yeah, grand, 46 grand. Just may as well lit it on fire. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean uh, I want, I want to say the AMA was in for about 75 to yeah, do this race. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable that, uh, that happened to Canada, but, uh, Anyways, uh, Renthal Reaction, uh, Team USA at the Motocross Nations, Renthal.com. Please check them out at your local dealer. If you've, if you've raced or ridden a dirt bike at all for any number of years, chances are you use something from the folks at Renthal. Chains, sprockets, bars, grips. Uh, all right, Paul, to wrap this thing up, this Renthal Reaction pod, uh, the, the worst news uh, in the sport dropped officially, Chase Sexton to KTM. Uh, what oh, you, the, worst, the worst kept news. Worst kept news, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the worst news. The worst kept news. Um, what'd you think of the four and the Alpine Star gear and the orange bike and, and all of that? Man, I, well, just as a fan, I thought he looked sick. Like, I just thought, <laughs> I did too, you know, yeah. like Chase's, Chase's physique in, like, that A-Stars gear and, and seeing him on a different bike with the number four and the number one, I thought it looked badass for one. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I would say I'm pretty close with Chase and Kier. Like, you know, we get along very well. And, and, um, you know, I was, I guess one of the, uh, one of his kind of like connections and through all this team USA thing. And, you know, I was always kind of chatting with those guys. So it was mm-hmm. exciting to hear. And, and yeah, the number fours is, is important to Chase. That is actually his first number he ever raced a motorcycle race with. Um, and, uh, he, just took the four and added it to his dad's number of 86. And that was his kind of 486 was his amateur number his Mm -hmm. entire career. So that's kind of like the reasoning behind that number four. And, um, and yeah, like, uh, man, I think, um, he's excited. I know he's in Australia in Austria right now meeting Mm -hmm. everybody at the factory. And I think KTM's very excited to have him there. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's cool. And, um, we'll see if he can, if this kind of chassis and this team and this frame and this suspension suits him better than maybe the Honda did. I don't know. That's still yet to be found, but, um, but I mean, how can you not be excited for him? He seems like it's a, it seems like a great deal. Everyone's kind of renewed and excited. And, um, yeah, I thought he looked really, really cool in the video. Did he switch up his bars from Honda? I didn't hear that yet, mm-hmm. but I don't believe I. I like right. most likely he's still on an eight twenty seven. Yeah, um, yeah, it should be interesting. Do you have any issues with him taking a four? Like to me, uh, I know he's getting some flack. Hunter Lawrence made a comment about the number should be retired, but like Baggett had it for a long time, and literally, like within a race of Baggett having it, you're just like, oh yeah, Blake Baggett's number four. Like you just, to me, I don't. I mean, I love the history of the sport, and I, I, I celebrate it maybe more than most, and I don't. I don't even care. These numbers are to be used. That's what they're for. Yeah, yeah, I'm out on retiring, especially like I mean, I would imagine you'd only retire the number four because Ricky and yeah. Baggett raced for years with it already, right, so right. That, that's out the door. So no, not at all. And I think it's an honor to have a single digit, and this is, you know, it shows that you've won a national title in our sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone chooses to take one, but Chase did, and for whatever reason. But like I said, it was his first motor, motocross number ever. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's some sentimental value there, and it's a cool looking number. And and if he yeah. wanted to change, who are who are we? To 
to say anything about that. Yeah, he did a, he did a nice job, 23, that was really cool with the Jordan stuff and Honda and all of that, Illinois, you know, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but to me, Paul, if you have a chance at a single digit, I mean, I don't know why these guys don't grab it. Uh, you know, even Jet with the eight and the two donuts, like, I, I don't know. I just, I would always <laughs> grab a single digit, um, you know, if yeah, I was, I mean, if I was I like, in that I spot. A lot of guys haven't, right? Like Ferrandis never did. Dino no. never did. You know, no. Kenny and, and Hunter, they haven't. And Jet. Right. So, you know, to each their own, really. And, um, yeah, so if Chase wants to be number four, then he can be number four. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's cool. It's cool to see him on the KTM thing. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, RC, they got RC and Stu over there, KTM now. Four and the seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But Renthal Reaction Pod uh, on Chase Sexton News. And then, of course, mostly on the Team USA. Uh, good job, Paul. Uh, I know you put a lot of work into this thing. And uh, like you said, 4th, 5th, 8th, 12th, whatever. And you could always be Canada. So, um, you know, <laughs> things things were, went uh, as well as they could. And those guys put their hands up when others didn't. Um, and, you know, better luck next year in Matterly, right? So. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and and yeah, just again, proud of the effort. And and if anybody didn't see see uh, the video, I, I I was most proud of um, we as a team, uh, Mike Pelletier, myself, Christina Denny, and our three riders. We walked over to the French Federation, the French team, and shook everyone's hand over there after the win. You know, just as being the defending mm-hmm. champions, I think um, I think that was a. That was a classy move by us to do that and recognize them because they kicked our ass and they deserve to get their hands shake. And uh, I would hope if we kick their ass next year, they will come and shake our hands as yeah. well. Yeah, it's uh, it's odd. The last four destinations, the home team has won. If you go back to Netherlands, uh, you know. So yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the UK's chances next year, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna break that one next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, Renthal dot com. Renthal Reaction Podcast. Uh, again, g- congrats on the. On the work, on the effort, didn't work out. But, uh, hey, like you said, showing up is is part of the deal. So uh, thanks, buddy. For sure. All right. See you, Steve. See you.